Welcome to the Easeful Up Level, where we talk all things conscious entrepreneurship, spirituality, and up leveling without stress. Together, Aaron Tobias, our marketing expert, meets with Allison Borstad, our mindset expert, where we just get into the nitty gritty of what it means to figure out who you are, what your purpose is, and what your next steps are. Our goal is to make it as effortless and easeful as possible. Even when you're going through hard times, our goal is to get our mindsets right and get our energy right so that we feel like we can attack anything. We can accomplish anything. Consider this your energetic upgrade of the day. We hope you love this episode. So like, yeah, I'm going to fly in on Thursday. So I'll see you either like Friday, Saturday, like this week. Yeah, I'm so excited. I don't even know what I'm going to do when I see you like in the real life because I've only been seeing you virtually for so long. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. Girl, it? it's been too long. Don't think about it because it'll make you sad. Okay. Honestly, weirdly, it doesn't feel that long ago because I no. talk because we like Zoom enough that mm-hmm. I feel like we hang out. <laughs> so. I feel like we're like closer now than ever. And yeah. also, the thing about us is I never feel separated from you. Like even if there's times when we haven't talked, like we are this yeah. soul connection and we talk telepathically. So <laughs> I'm always feeling connected the to damn you. picture. I keep forgetting to text you, but I keep taking pictures. That that little fourth grade picture or whatever that I texted you earlier keeps randomly popping up in places where and I'm like, Eric, did you put that there? And he's like, No. And I'm like, how did get that? Dude, that's so crazy. I literally, the other day, and I was, well, it's so funny because I actually started typing, like, dude, you really have to stop haunting me with this picture. I started to text it, but then I know that, like, the universe is literal. And I was like, no, this is actually probably, like, something I don't want to, like, close off to, like, my spirit guides. Yeah. Give me messages. So, because then I'm always like, oh, I wonder what Aaron's up to, or I'm probably supposed to text her. Or I'm like, right? There's got to be some reason. Yeah. For this. But it's just so funny that funny little fourth grade picture. Dude, I was so proud of that photo too. I I like dressed up for it. I'm so glad that I can like be there for you on the quantum level, my fourth grade self. Dude, truly, like even I'm like this is defying laws of physics at this point, but maybe it is like a weird quantum shift that happens, or you know, like a grid that. <laughs> no time. Actually, it's kind of crazy. When I did my, um, I did this, like, I didn't I haven't talked to you about it really much, but I I went I did this like child. Uh, past or I don't know what it was called like child healing or something like that. oh that's right you were yeah, talking- child healing or something yeah, like that child healing that's yeah. right well and you've been it's I think it's really interesting too that you've been doing all this inner child work and then of because I have a lot of pictures of you like from our life together and why this yeah. specific one from like such a pivotal like inner child age of like Mm-hmm. eight or nine okay. where you're like kind of full of yourself but not quite aware of like how the world <laughs> you know what I mean like to yeah. me that's really like an essential like personality where like your personality is attacked but you haven't yet been mm-hmm. jaded you know what I mean like by the yeah. world because it's yeah. just the age that also that you are in that picture I'm like this is so interesting <laughs> that's what's called inner child healing so yeah. anyways she like went back to my child self I was like I don't know like six or something she was so good she describes my whole house like my first house yeah you described it all 
That's and she true. was like, yeah, so I see you in this like kind of back room of your house and it has like a kitchen. And she's like, but the kitchen isn't like, you know, part of the kitchen. It's like a separate kitchen as if it was like a separate portion of the house. And don't you remember whenever like it used to be that way. So like it was like a mother-in-law suite. So like this family, I think, I guess, had like either a renter or their parents that were living with oh, them. The they had, the house, like the second bathroom. Yeah. yeah. And they had the be- a bedroom and a bathroom and like a living room, which is where like I would always hang out. And it had like this bay window that I like to look out and see like the birds. The and bathroom. then... Yeah, and then it had a kitchen, and we had torn out the kitchen and things like that. But it took a while for my parents. Yeah. yeah, my parents didn't tear it out until like I mean, I was like six or seven or something like that. Yeah. Like it, it took them a long time to save up to be able to do the remodeling that they wanted to do. And it's crazy that she saw that, and then I was like, oh my god, time doesn't exist. Like, what if? Because so then she took me back in this visualization to talk to my mm-hmm. younger self, Good and chill. so me. And my younger self, I have chills, we're sitting in, remember that honeysuckle tree? It was like a big, gigantic honeysuckle um, thing on top of, in my backyard, on top of like that little hill that we had. And it was so big, it was like a tree. It wasn't like a bush. It was like a freaking tree. And it had like vines growing in it. And I used to always sit in there and like. We'd like, hide under it, right? We wouldn't climb it. We'd go under it. Um, sometimes I would climb it because it had like, like a bunch of, um, vines. See, I remember the hill. I remember the little playhouse. I remember the swing set down here on the lower. I'm just, yeah. I can't remember the honeysuckle. You just like sit under there or something like that. But, um, I went back there and I talked to my like little girl back there. And it's so kind of interesting because I used to go to that backyard and like, pray to the angels and like talk to God and like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So then I was like on a quantum level, I'm like, I could have very well been talking to my higher self at any moment. Like this period of time could have happened actually for sure, because I would go back and I would like dream. And that's where I would like, honestly, like do all my things that feel like channeling to me now when I'm like writing and whenever I'm meditating and all that stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, like, what if probably, I don't know. Probably like seven. I recorded, I made this whole thing of like about, I was like, if I were to create my own religion or whatever, and it was like basically Unitarianism, but it was like a collection of all the world religious traditions or something that I had not learned about. Oh, once I was in college learning about these things, I because I just I filled a whole notebook. It was like this weird thing. And it was around the time, too, I like felt so called like because my parents didn't baptize me right until like they chose not to. So I baptized myself with God and the angels and all that, like in this the stream behind my house or whatever. And then around that time, I like I like had this manifesto thing that I poured out Mm -hmm. that later once I was in school, I was like. I wrote all of this stuff down and it was like literally the tenets of like some of these other religion, like world religions and Unitarian, which is supposed to combine all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? So, but that almost makes sense of like my religious studies self. Mm-hmm. That is so weird. That is so cool. Visiting you and teaching. I don't know. It's kind of crazy, but Wait. anyways, it was wild how specific she was about this place. And I was like, 
I didn't actually even tell her that she was right. I was just like stunned. Like I could not talk through this whole session. I was just crying. Like she was asking me things and I'm like, I want to be able to talk to you. I will pay her to do a session. Please like link me because I was amazing. She is amazing. And you know what? I bet she could do a cool session between the two of us too. Since like our childhoods are so a mess. Like you should do your own. Yeah. But then we should do ours together too. Because that well, would be cool. As you were talking, it was so interesting when you said the time didn't exist. And I got like full body shutters. I'm like right now, like the six-year-old versions of you and me right now are like scampering around that house. If you oh, think wow. Yeah, chills. Yes, we are. Right? <laughs> Like, that's so no. funny. And then probably teenage versions of us are like hanging out in the basement right now. Yeah. It's so crazy. Oh, weird. And then so. old lady versions of us are like on a rocking chair on the front porch, oh, like cackling. <laughs> not a real emergency. <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh, that, that, like, yeah, that inner child healing was really good. It was, it was amazing. Like it, I, it gave me so much like relief and confidence because I have been like working so hard to like heal all those things. Like, I think I started that journey, this journey, like a long time ago, but like years ago, but I feel like it's like really been culminating. Like a lot of that work I think is like not as crucial anymore. Like, I feel like I've been through like the, some of the hardest parts of it, at least I hope. Mm -hmm. And now I'm able to like do the things that like she wanted me to do, like be way more vocal. Like I love doing my interviews. Like I'm so excited about this podcast that we're doing um, and all that. And basically she was just like, yeah, your little, the little girl is like, she is like so proud of you. Like she's so proud. She's like so happy. She's so hilarious. She's like joyful. And I'm just like, oh, I'm doing her, doing her proud. <laughs> So that was awesome. But yeah, I just, I'm, I feel like I've been actually very happy, like resting into like a bit of a, just taking my foot off the gas. It just, just felt great to be honest. No guilt, no yeah. concern. And I have every bit of faith that like things will pick back up. And actually I've still had all my individual people have been scheduling with me. Like, I mean, I've been, that's been great. So in terms of, yeah. it actually hasn't dipped. Um, but in terms of some of the bigger kind of stuff, but I do feel like I'm like, I I need to do, I'm like, I need to talk to some mediums. I just, I feel like I need to like really consult with the team <laughs> if that makes sense. and the inner yeah. child and that kind of stuff to be like, what, like, what is the path and the purpose and the like, let me versus what I think I should be doing. Right. But it's just like, you know, cause every time I get all caught up in what I think I should be doing, it's like, I just bungle it and then stress myself out <laughs> and burn myself out when it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, and and I love the idea of of um, tapping back into really like reconvening with six year old, seven year old, eight year old me, to be like, what was she up to? And what was you know what I mean? Like what what would she just naturally be feeling like she wants to do? Which is interesting. If I could do a quick aside based on a conversation I just had with with a client that I think you would yeah. think is interesting. We were just talking about um, just like you know, a lot of indigenous or often, I don't love the word, but primitive religions is often used, right? But of like people who basically spend all day long with their feet touching grass. Let's just put it that way, right? Mm -hmm. People who are just like hunter, gatherer, farmer, you know, like some of the basic kind of like 
you know, village type of living. Mm-hmm. The religions, you know, or the spiritual the spirituality that they all expressed communally, right, was very similar in terms of like the rituals for like rain and for like, you know, for drought and for floods. Like they, there was all of this like communal ritual and kind of acknowledgement of the hardship of life, right? And an, almost mm-hmm. an expectation of it, even this like concept of like the, the angry rain God or the angry sun God or like the, the emanations, right? Of like whatever this big spirit is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they almost expect hardship, which is interesting. So they normalize it. It's not because they failed and they're being, they're personally mm-hmm. smited or whatever, but that, and this idea that you can still have this communication and supplication and, but also wailing and cheering and dancing and just like this whole body experience and also communally as you kind mm-hmm. of like talk to your ancestors and God and all this. It's just, it was really interesting, but we were, we were talking about in terms of like feeling out of place in maybe the corporate world, um, which this person is in, or, or just in general, like in society of like putting ourselves in molds that we don't feel naturally that we fit into. Mm-hmm. And so I was asking her the question, I was like, okay, if we went back to like just primitive life, do you think you would be like the hunter, the builder, the gatherer, the farmer, you know, the, the healer, the priestess? Because I was like, you also, every every community needs this, the priestess too. That is an essential job. That is very important. And the priestess is not doing the same things that the child care person is doing or that the cooking person, you know what I mean? Um, and so we were kind of talking about that of like, yeah, I'd probably be like the herbalist meets, the, you know, something between them, like the healer, like priestess, mm-hmm. whatever. Just really interesting of like, if that felt like the most essential natural thing that if they could assign this version of themselves a role in society that's probably what it would be or without that would seem to be the one with the best fit and then it's like well then how would we apply that in the modern age right if that might be like the more essential truth what because then it's like well what have you been doing it's like well i actually have been the person leading the pack or the person who's doing the building and the person that's doing some of this planning that also feels really arbitrary and not and also, like, I f- well, actually, she even said, I feel like I'm the person that's building a structure before consulting with the rain god, knowing that the structure is about to be swept away, but I'm building it anyways because the per- person behind me told me to build it, <laughs> right? Versus, like, maybe instead I would have focused on something else if I were, like, commuting with nature, too, and kind of getting a feel of what season we're really in. Of Like, maybe we should not build this right before the monsoon season or right before winter or right before, you know? just so interesting like the the being kind of like removed from all that so i don't know whatever whatever that's worth i thought that was a really interesting conversation it like went some cool places honestly i'd be really interested to like get into those what you just said about like are you the hunter gatherer priestess farmer Mm -hmm. etc say like okay out of it might not out of these like what do i identify with how can i start embodying that more in my life Mm-hmm. or even like maybe you're like three or four of them like maybe you're not all of them yeah. but you're like bits and pieces I think in the grand scheme of things it's hard to feel like fully tapped into your purpose and alive when you're like really constrained in your and what you can express and what you can experiment mm-hmm. with and what you can do you know that's like unique to you yeah it's just it's so fascinating yeah it's definitely a personality type too um, one thing I see a lot 
as well. And this is kind of the message of the day is like thinking about ways that we're outsourcing. Mm -hmm. So as I was doing my meditation today, um, I was like, what's the assignment and what should I talk about? And the thing that's been really eating away at me is like all the outsourcing that I see, especially this time of year, there's a lot of messaging about like outsourcing your intelligence, outsourcing your processes. Um, Everyone is trying to get you to purchase something that's going to be making your life easier um, or that's going to like make you do the process the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I see a lot is that a lot of the business owners that I'm working with have outsourced so much to the point where, and I'm not even talking about their systems, although that's like a whole nother conversation, but I'm thinking of like their thought process that they've outsourced the way that they should be running their business or the way they should structure it or the products that they should have to the point where like there's none of themselves left or they don't even feel like they own this business anymore mm-hmm. or they don't even feel like they can speak freely. Um, and that is the thing that I'm working right now with like three business owners just to, like break through mm-hmm. <laughs> because like they have, they're, they're like, you know, I don't feel like my, my message is authentic to me, but, um, it's, you know, what I've been told to do <laughs> yeah. or they're afraid they've created even like a, like a playbook for themselves in their head on like what they can say and how they can show up and they want to show up in a different way, but they don't feel like they can. It's like, it's self-imposed like mm-hmm. restriction. So yeah. I think that's interesting. Um, so I would say like that leaves a lot of people to feel really hollow and empty. And I think that also is something that happens as well in that like corporate setting where it's like, you're doing what you think you should be doing, but you're not fully doing like what you believe in or what you think is right or what's like the best use of your skills. Um, and my thought is like over the next six weeks that we have, like, cause we have a time where it's like a lot of introspection that can happen. We have like vacations coming up, all that. How can we start to return to a more self led structure. So whether it's how you structure your business or the, what you say in your business or the products that you offer to people um, and stop outsourcing what it means to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something that I've been working on for myself too, because I think I've really broken out recently and I'm doing a new model that hasn't been done before serving in like, I think a group that is underserved, which is the service-based business model of people. Um, and it's really cool because the things that I were, I was told were not going to work are working. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's like proof back to myself, like, okay, if I just stick with what is what I'm thinking is right for the situation, then I'm getting returned back with like really good positive feedback, like abundance of feedback, like mm-hmm. rainbows, brilliant. <laughs> and so it's like, how, you know, how many times are we bypassing that contribution to the world because we're outsourcing this, this, this image of success? 
mm-hmm. or we're trying to be, you know, this certain image. Yeah. Or outsourcing our, our authority. Cause I've worked with lots of various mm-hmm. coaches, some that were really helpful in some ways, like usually there was something resonant and then there were always inevitably points, especially if they had a very, very unique perspective or one that they really wanted to teach one kind of roadmap to everybody mm-hmm. where I would just be like, this feels weird. I don't like this. I have a lot of resistance in my body about this. And then especially in the coaching sphere, sometimes there's this, like, you have a block that you need to coach through. Oh gosh. Yes. You know, right. And, and sometimes there, that could be true, but I think it's usually more of like, if you were like, you know what, I actually really do genuinely wish I could get on camera. I actually feel called to get on camera, but there's a big part of me that's scared for these reasons. To me, that's what a mindset block is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's times yeah. to work through that stuff. There's another, like, I really hate Instagram with every fiber of my being. And then like, you need to like, Instagram is where people are selling. So you have to get on Instagram. You have to do it this way. I've had people tell me, um, or I've even engaged in some challenges where it's like, you need to post three times a day. So you need 90 pieces of content, right? For your month. Right. And when I'm already like, uh, and you're guaranteed going to convert all these people. Right. No, and it, it, I've even done that. I've outsourced that as well. And then have heard people say, I've noticed a shift in your messaging and it, like, and someone said, like, I don't mean to be mean. I'm just giving you some feedback. It's falling a little, it feels a little flat. It doesn't have your personality. Like they said, it literally doesn't sound like you who's doing your, your social media. Right. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Even with people who knew the brand and knew like my tone, but like it, it's not my energy behind the words. Right. And it doesn't yeah. have my little zhuzhs and flares. And then, so I've done all of that kind of stuff, all this advice and paid a lot of money to get some of this advice. And then it's so funny that, well, first of all, since working with you, where I feel like I've just kind of relaxed a little bit too. And then just yeah. like every so often when I feel really inspired, you know, putting things out, not to say that it couldn't be more structured, like when I'm in a season of life where that feels good, but mm-hmm. I'm just kind of honoring my seasons of life as well. But I've had some things that were really successful and really impactful and I don't know, just intuitively, right? Kind of doing what feels right and what feels good, right? So it's, yeah. And I think it's especially helpful when you like work with someone again, like you who kind of can help put put some like helpful structure that still is within line with what you're feeling called to do, right? Or has some flexibility within it so that you don't feel rigidly tied to something that your heart isn't in. Because then if your heart's not in it, sometimes, you know, over time, right? You would think that could reflect, um, you know, in either your product or your marketing or even the way that you're serving the clients or what type of clients you're getting and serving that you might be like, who did I attract? What was my messaging doing? That, that I was is true. That's very true. Yeah. So just so, yeah. It just, yeah, there's a lot of that. I think that you had described like a lot of different like outsourcing scenarios um, in your experience this week. And then I was like, oh my God, it's crazy. Cause I was getting like the same exact message this morning. It's like, there's just so much outsourcing, but I also see that it's not working anymore. Like that's the other thing is like, I think even going through energetically the eclipse season that we just went through, um, I'm noticing so many patterns that people are breaking now or so many ways that they're like, okay, I cannot, I can no longer exist in that version of me. And so 
they're having to become like, you know, more authentic to, the, to themselves mm-hmm. for lack of a, like a better term. Um, and I also see the same thing like with companies too, like the ones that are just like trying to be something that they think they need to be in order to be successful are like losing subscribers. They're going bankrupt. And it's like, it's so fascinating to me, this radical shift that we are going through. And I don't even know how many people are aware of this, but to me, it's just so apparent that we can no longer continue in our old ways. Like what has worked for the last 60 to 100 years is not going to work anymore. And there's no way we can get around this. Like there's no bypassing that we can do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it is interesting too, even in terms of like, especially in the digital age and how quickly technology is, but like everything is just picking up. There's like a momentum to all of it, right? In terms of how fast culture changes with like, it's just so interesting because even in like the coaching sphere too, there was like kind of the anomaly of the 2020, 2021, 2021, especially, right? Where people had stimulus checks and they're at home and they're like, contemplating existential things and like people were spending so much money right and and it was kind of a novel concept there's like lots of things going on where a lot of people have like these huge booms on certain years Mm -hmm. it's not that they still can't have those but they can't now message in the same way they can't even Mm -hmm. host things in the same way like there's various things that if they kept repeating the process it's not going to yield the same results because the world is changing and people Mm -hmm. are changing what they want and need is changing and so this like concept too of like tapping into the pulse and the collective consciousness and slowing down to like look around and then and even the what I love too even about the spirit led approach too that where we can both have structure <laughs> have a plan and be consistent and like show up reliably for your business right mm-hmm. and at the same time have this like ear open for any like little pivots or zhuzhs you know from like what we feel like is spiritually we're feeling called to do. I think like to me, that's the magic sauce with all of it. Right. It's like the consistency of like being a reliable person in your own business, but then also like the magic touches, right. That we can like Mm -hmm. through. Yeah. I thought it was even cool. Um, I've been listening to, I mean, all the, we're in the middle of like all the presidential race crap, but Mm -hmm. I was listening to RFK and he even said like, he's turned away a ton of money because he didn't feel like spiritually inclined to accept it and not in a way that like, Oh, like I prayed about it. He didn't even say like, he wasn't even like, Oh, I prayed about it. And I heard from God that I didn't want it. But like, he just felt like there was negativity attached to the dollars and he didn't even want it, even though like he really needs money. Like he's one of the lowest funded camp like candidates. Um, And I thought that was really interesting. He even said, like, everyone on his staff, like, seems to be kind of, like, spiritually led. And I've never, I know that that family is, like, very influential and has done a lot of good in this world and, like, really does feel like they have this, like, moral compass um, that they need to follow. But I thought it was really interesting that he even, like, brought that up because, like, I've never heard a president candidate say that. I heard and like also how he says like he respects like every one of his staffers like spiritual missions and what they're going towards and like how they are, you know, trying to go towards like self-actualization and things like that. 
he didn't use those any of those terms, but I just think it's interesting to have a person who is in a leadership position talking about those types of things. Um, I've never heard that ever before. I've heard a lot of presidential candidates be like, well, you know, like I'm a Christian or God bless or whatnot. And a lot of times it doesn't feel very um, honest. (laughs) It feels like they're just saying it and you're like, do you really go to church? Do you really believe these things? Like, are you just quoting the Bible to quote it right now with your country accent? (laughs) Like, this is dumb. Like, I love it when they turn on their country accent when they're from like someplace that's not country. Like, oh my God. Anyways. Um, so it was like, it was interesting to hear him, to hear him say that. Um, and I think, I mean, I hope that we're going to hear a lot more of that from different various leaders. I mean, you came, there's so much going on in this world. Yeah. Um, that's mystical. That's, that's mysterious. That's non-material, um, to explore. And, I I hope that we start to have leaders also that who are interested in that, like all the alien stuff, like, like all of that, <laughs> what is going on? Because I think also we are hitting a point where like the material world can no longer give us what we need and desire. And I think that's also it. Like we can no longer continue to just strip resources. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to have to find things that are more renewable. Maybe mm-hmm. some of that is like different sources of energy that are not, like you know from the earth (laughs) maybe maybe there is some other type of energy out there um maybe like you know sound vibrations there's a lot with the like pyramid so much right i mean we could tap them vibrations yeah Yeah, like i i just think that there's um well it's interesting too that there's so much more to explore and i think that some of our you know leaders i hope of our country are going to start thinking in that way well, and I think too, like the, even the younger generations, it's really interesting. Like, I feel like with our, some of our generation and maybe slightly younger, like the tiny home movement kind of like blew up. And now even with the younger generations, the van movement, right? Like it's literally gotten smaller and smaller in terms yeah. of the way that that stuff though is like romanticized of instead of now like trying to keep up with the Joneses, there's always people trying to keep up with the Joneses, right? But like, of having some huge expansive house and having like all of the things, right. Like focusing Mm -hmm. on realism. It does seem like there, there's more of this awareness, right. Of like, I don't want to be just like totally stuck working all the time. I actually want to live my life. I want to have the freedom to travel. I want to have the freedom to spend time with my friends and family. Like that's more important than the job. You know, like it does seem like all these values, like you said, going into the intangibles, experiences, rest, (laughs) right. Like versus like, let me just have the big, cool showy thing. And, or even, even titles. Like, I feel like people aren't even as interested in college degrees and advanced degrees and all of these things. Cause I don't, you know, like, like I'd rather spend that money doing something totally different. Yeah. It is true in the job title. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. A lot of people are not like trying to be the manager mm-hmm. anymore. Like they're just fine, like chilling. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot changing. I'm excited. I think there's a lot that can be, you can be scared about, but I'm just I'm excited about it. Just a quick post-show note from Allison. If you are the type that is ready to really lean into 
just peace and joy and fun and expansion and living in line with your divine purpose, then you're going to love a group that I'm starting February 1st called The Overflow. It is an eight-week group coaching course where we really get into the energetics, right, of being in the overflow energy. So this is the opposite of empty cup energy, which I think a lot of us are really accustomed to being in. We tend to overgive and we really get into how to manage your energy, how to set boundaries that help you feel abundant, right? How to go towards things that bring you life and how to minimize the things that drain you or stress you out. So we go at this from a few different angles. Um, in terms of, you know, meditations and journaling and and ex- exploring with each other what's going on in our worlds and coming up with really easy little things that we can do again to maximize the amount of energy that we have and the amount of joy that we have overflowing from us. So, the group is aptly called the Overflow. If you're curious at all, there are details linked in the show notes. If you want to look into signing up, there's still a handful of spots available. Again, this starts February 1st. There's an early bird discount if you sign up before January 25th. So get in while the getting's good. Um, but we would love to have you join our little group of scrappy dreamers that are here to just vibe out in a community of wildly supportive, beautiful, authentic souls. So we would love to have you in it. If you're interested at all, check it out.